Welcome into the world of new sports podcast. We got a great show today as the lads talk about interior O linemen. Uh, we try and go through that as quickly as we can because no one really wants to hear us talk about centers and guards. Uh, we also talk about the Premier League returning and uh, how long it'll take me as an Arsenal fan to wish football never came back. And uh, we talk about the madness that is currently going on in America and all that insanity, including people showing up with fucking longbows and firing them into the crowd. Uh, we also talk about how overrated uh, Studio Ghibli films and Hayao Miyazaki films are in general in the news segment. Do ye eh? So you'll probably hear more of that coming forward. Anyway, here's the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for this is a Monday edition <laughs> of the World of No Sports Podcast. Why are I you the child this. snatcher, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, boys. We got a great show ahead of you today, because we're talking about the sexiest position, the big beef pushers themselves. <laughs> the O-Lineman. Interior, interior boys. So we're going to be talking about left guards, right guards, and even the boys in the centre. And we're going to go through them as fast as Matthew Stafford goes through progressions. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Doesn't work indeed. I, I, I need to get off this accent. Something. Yeah, you really yeah, do. Please. You just speak normally. <laughs> Can I just speak with an American accent the entire episode? Name a state. Speak with an American, American accent, accent there now. <laughs> I don't know That's what news I was to me. Now I, I can sound like I'm from America. You just no, got sound you sounded flat. like you were an autistic person from Bali, <laughs> Uh You said autistic, so American. Duh. <laughs> Okay, Connor. <laughs> I mean, there's people without voices. They just don't have accents. An American accent just seems like a neutral voice. Does it? It's it's a neutral singing voice, actually. Yeah, yeah. The Americans, I think, are naturally better at singing. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oklahoma. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I know my musicals. I mean, which one of us are classically trained? <laughs> right, so. Oh, Jesus. News. 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 Things are news, new. news. What about olds? We never talk about them anymore. Connor just. What? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about linemen. They're about as old as you can get. <laughs> these are uh, all these sound. Now that I'm like in the mic and I, I'm getting the echo, I'm getting all these sound effects that I wouldn't have gotten before. Like me turning pages that get picked up, obviously. All right. Yeah. So obviously, lads, something kind of crazy has been going on in the world at the moment. The United States are falling apart at the seams. This is what happens when baseball and basketball aren't getting played. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> Just saying, it's, it's gone crazy. Have that. you seen? Although uh, archery uh, seems they have started. Like archery. Did we see? <laughs> No, because there was one protester who pulled out a bow and arrow. Connor, we cannot talk about that. No, it wasn't even a protester. It was a guy protesting the protesters. And it is the most 
protesting the protesters because he because uh, he went to like a group of like obviously black protesters and said all lives matter then f- then fired a bloody arrow at them what an asshole so he's really, he's really what he's doing there is he's holding up his point with his actions he's really demonstrating <laughs> yeah what he means like if that doesn't sum up uh the people who are on the other side of the argument yeah. than the yeah, correct it's, side. it's just a great it's just a great visual a visual mm-hmm. indicator of like the extreme cognitive dissonance yeah, there has been some uh just great viral clips that have i mean not great i mean some yeah, it's of obviously very, a terrible obviously situation awful violent like uh i saw this big vid video of what the the title says was like this store owner getting his head kicked in and I thought, Jesus, this is oh, awful, yeah. it's terrible. But then you find another clip from a different angle. He was chasing people with a sword. Yeah, no, I saw that too. What the fuck? I saw first Budget overweight Legolas, like, and now you got bu- uh, bu- Budget Aragorn going around. Yeah. And both of them. Oh, yeah. That, that's, well, it's definitely true. If you're chasing someone with a sword and they bit your head on, then tough shit. Yeah, a group of ones yeah, beat no. your head on. Like, I mean, <clears throat> point. and yeah, I think he actually stabbed someone as well. Oh, then like, yeah. I don't think he was just chasing. I think he, I think he caught up to someone. I think he, he tried, and that was the opportunity that people took to just go on at him. But what's crazy yeah. is that I thought I thought the guy was dead. I thought I saw a video clip of someone just getting straight up curb stomped. Um, but then he posted a he, he posted on Twitter later with kind of a, an optimistic view of it, going, "Oh, guys, you know that guy in the video with the sword? Yeah, that was me." Oh, my bad. Wow. <laughs> Like he was, wow. like he was impressed with himself. Oh, because he he says he was doing it because these people were trying to break into a bar that he was a fan of, and he was trying to break the bar. Oh my maybe god! Maybe just like take a take a back seat on that one there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like the I bar really might have a chance. Potters. Potters is a great spot. So is the Thirsty Goat. If people are breaking into it, I'm just walking the other way. I'm not walking so, out a long sword and chasing ones. <laughs> well, these people are looting and riding. You have been studying the blade. No. <laughs> No, no. no. Listen, this is your chance. No, no. This is your chance to go all out, Master. Forgive me. No, Connor. no. What I would, what I would be studying is, uh, yeah, standing far away. I would just stay in my house and support the peaceful protests, like a. But then, if the, I don't know, if you got caught on camera and the guy just kind of like pulled out a sword, then back in, and all of a sudden a spray of blood just appeared everywhere, then that would be entertaining. No, it wouldn't. Yes, because it this would be a straight up see even, if this, see, even if what is currently happening was in a movie, I'd be sitting thinking, that's a bit far-fetched, someone chasing someone with a sword and then getting... Like, well, that's the thing, because some people, we have seen that, some people uh, genuinely do think that they're in a movie. It's the, the way they look at life is they think of themselves as like a movie character. And so they're going to run around with a fucking sword in the street yeah, because they think that, like, right... This is this is what the situation deserves. I'm going to get a sword out and I'm going to go running around for no reason. But isn't that how they say to do it? You live your life like you're like the lead character in a film. Yeah, but why can't it be like a rom com? Depends what the film is. Letters to Juliet didn't have any of that. Uh, It was like like a Ghibli film, and nothing happens about a note. Well, let's save that for later. Well, we'll not associated we with will, quite a massive will, tragedy in America. We will we'll save that for later. Um, there is like obviously the, the I mean, we're over here in Ireland, and I don't know if it, it does seem like the greatest reality show on the planet, but then you realize, oh, it exists, and it is actually happening. And Donald Trump is currently in a bunker 
under the White yeah. House. And it is insane that he <laughs> went in a bunker. Like they we shot are going to see the president hung drawn, hung drawn and quartered on Instagram Live. <laughs> it's going to be live tweeted. Yes, live tweeted. Somebody's going to say world star and somehow TMZ are going to get it 40 minutes before everyone else. <laughs> but like they said the lights were off and he was in a bunker. Like did they turn the lights yeah. off and take him to a bunker I, or did the lights go sure. out and he was taken to a bunker? I, think they, I feel like they must have turned it off. Like who else is going to turn that off? Unless, know, like, imagine a power cut. Unless like the, the White House is like one of those places that has a, an outside fuse box, which would seem like a bit out of character. Like, I like but, uh, I like to think yeah. that the Trump saw the rioters coming and then turn it off and says maybe if the maybe if the lights are off they won't they'll think I'm not home. <laughs> if, if, if the lights are out, they'll assume I'm fine. <laughs> Hang on, fellas, you must be somewhere else. Let's all go down to Florida and check. sir. Um, no, he's he's an absolute he's an absolute idiot. He's been sitting pouring, you know, basically pouring oil on the fire with with for this. You know. Oh yeah, he has been less than any use. He has actually has been a been massive chaos. hindrance. No, he's been he has been worse than like just having no president would be better basically at this point. Well, yeah, you look at like the mayor of Minneapolis, who is a mayor. I could be mayor of Minneapolis. Like it's not anything you really need qualifications or experience for. You just have to be the right man for the job. And he has been far better than the president. But here's the, the thing, thing, Matthew. The problem is he's the left man for the job. Oh, yeah. Okay, we can't be having any of them left wingers anymore. That's what my boy Donald's saying. Don't, please don't say my boy Donald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lad. Like Don, hey, you know, from the pub. What's he done? He's finally left. He's ended the lockdown. Yeah, No like, more social I, distancing anymore. Donald Trump has also been pumping himself through of uh, a malaria drug. We hear anonymous have leaked some uh, saucy stuff about him. I say saucy when it might involve like teenagers, but Jesus. What about DJ? DJ Trump? DJ Trump, Big Donald. But we don't want to go too far into it, except they also leaked a social security number, and we're all waiting for him to uh, release his credit card details. <laughs> that's the plan he would like he he's just that he would he would become full boomer and put his password on as a tweet yeah by just tell him that there's a way he can get mcdonald's home delivered if he puts in the right uh if he puts in his card details here's the thing was he probably to get mcdonald's home delivered he's the president what's the chances that uh Kofifi is actually the password with this is bank password. That's that's the password, and he put it on Twitter like two years ago, and says, "Oh, it was too late accident." That was the nuclear codes. <laughs> yeah. He was getting he was getting fed up with Kim. There's just you muscles know. in the sky right now, just because <laughs> we said Kofifi. <laughs> All right, uh, going on the actual uh, sports news, and not in the Gladiator Arena that is the United oh, States. Talking- Saying saying actual sports, there are the the thing is this because this impacts like America very strongly, and a lot of the sports that we follow are from the U.S. There has been a lot of, um, I suppose, a lot of reactions and a lot of involvement on behalf of um, sports figures in America. Yeah. So like a lot of players, um, a lot of um, even like you know teams themselves, coaches have been mentioning this stuff and sort of bringing it up and. Um, and I suppose um, in in some circumstances, just kind of like saying that they're they're supportive. In some circumstances, being a bit more outspoken, like some players, 
specifically have been quite outspoken. Like, um, there's a basketball player who actually knew the fella. He was yeah. very outspoken, rightfully I so. Think he was Steve Jackson. Yeah, it was. This is me was. saying a name. Like, this is what I'm thinking. I don't know anything about basketball, but that's like the name I think I saw. Yeah, yeah. So, what what do you think the chances are that uh, the kneeling might come back? Um, it might be more I, I, honestly, severe than that. People might just outright yeah. refuse play. Yeah, it might be. It might take a step up at this point. But the problem, is, like Pat McAfee was actually talking about this on his podcast as well. Like he was saying. Oh, you love Pat like, McAfee, I do actually really, and this was a really good interview, but he was talking about, like, the vast majority people of people agree that what happened was atrocious, but the people who are currently being heard because they're shouting the loudest are the people who are the arseholes of the world. So, like, nobody disagrees with the fact that with all the peaceful protests the vast majority of people but then you get the arseholes that are coming shooting bows and arrows and chasing fuckers with swords oh yeah you mean you mean in the sense that like the people who are opposing it the, the most like the, like the people who are out there being very like flamboyantly opposing things are the are, ones kind of being noticed yeah are the ones who are then getting a lot of attention because they're obviously like the biggest douchebags who are just yeah. wanting to go out there and yeah, it's upsetting. Well, do you see, do you see Jake Paul looting a looting shop? Yeah, see, he didn't actually loot, but he was yeah. damaging property. And I don't know why he was doing that. He was Cancel just being Jake a Paul. twat. Yeah, imagine, imagine being worth several million dollars, or however, however much he's worth. A lot, just, like... Oh, Jesus. I mean, he could that. probably buy the shops he was fucking firing fireworks on. Like. But, to, like, let's, let's be fair to him. It's not easy to have to you know to, to be a, a normal upstanding decent person when you're engaged in a civil sibling live uh, a sibling rivalry with logan paul who is a world-class turd well he's actually wised up a bit to be fair to him <laughs> he pushes the bar even further i mean he had the the whole suicide forest scenario yeah, going on that was me. insane that was just awful stuff but but like he said he might, have, he might have wised up. That was over two years ago at this point, so who knows? Yeah, he he is wised up, but he's actually just staying indoors. Like, but it's it's more just the fact that he shot fireworks into a shop and was along with people looting something, and was annoyed that tear gas was fired. I'm like, in that instance, yeah. tear gas was the correct use. In other instances, I, they're just being wankers. I have to say, personally, I don't have a lot of sympathy for like police using tear gas. No, no, Spending fair. a lot of time in Hong Kong at the moment sort of gives me a bit of a different, I don't know, I guess I, I have, I have a, an appreciation for tear, tear gas being, I think, like something that a lot of places just kind of accept that like, oh, like the police have tear gas. It's something that they have. I don't think police should have tear gas. Just, it, shouldn't just be, don't. it shouldn't be allowed Generally to use speaking. it so freely. No. Because another and tactic they use is going into crowds and starting smashing shit up so it looks like a riot, so they're allowed to use the tear gas, which ain't right. Like, have you seen the ones like it's undercover cops like smashing windows during like yeah. peaceful protests? And then all of a sudden other cops come in with batting. Like, again, this isn't every police officer, but it, the problem is it's the ones that are going around smashing stuff and then yeah. baiting the shit out of people are the problem. Oh, there's, there's been cases in, in Hong Kong of... Um of uh, police officers going like undercover in like civilian clothes and trying to start shit as well. Like that's the thing. Well, the and that's going to start trouble. Like it's like naturally. A, there's a Dave Chappelle joke that's like popped back up 
about uh, people saying about their defensive cops are saying that there's all oh, there's some bad apples. Well, maybe some jobs shouldn't have one bad apple. Yeah, like, like would you feel somebody, okay if uh, you were getting in an airplane and some of the pilots were bad apples? Well, that's what they were actually saying. The president isn't going to hire any bad apples to the Secret Service. Like they're going to screen them to make sure they're all perfect oh. candidates. But he's the bad apple. Yeah, he's well, yes, actually that's a very good point. to the core. Oh. <laughs> I also put in my notes that I'll withhold from the riots until the first Lion Packer game of the season. Uh, but after oh, that, I don't know. Goddamn God. 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 You've said it, though. <laughs> You're damn right, I've said it. you got to make light to some situations. I do, I do think, like, there will come a point where you can make light, but six days, Connor, is not the point where you can make light. <laughs> It's all about controversy. No such okay. thing as bad press. Yes, there is. <laughs> no, I will what not be cancelled. The eight <laughs> people that listen to this corner might be Connor, offended. Connor, you need to begin before you can be cancelled. You need to start. <laughs> yeah, <first. laughs> exactly. You can't cancel what what is not on TV. <laughs> is this a sort of like drowned god situation? Yeah, <laughs> you cannot cancel that. Which what has is no cancelled may never be cancelled. <laughs> Well, anyway, and, uh, I was about to say positive news, but I don't know if Arsenal playing Man City is positive. It's oh, not positive yes. for Arsenal fans. Because yeah. uh, I've so, put the over-under at 30 minutes before I won football to leave again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so this, this is big news. The, um, the Prem have announced that they're going to have a, a restart date of uh, Wednesday, Wednesday 17th of June. Um, so obviously it's a Wednesday, which is not like, you know, your typical like footballing day. And the reason for that is because, Connor, uh, Because Arsenal have an extra game in hand. Or some teams Arsenal have an extra have game, game in hand. hand. Arsenal, Man, uh, Man City, Arsenal, Villa and Sheffield have uh, all got a game in hand. And so this Wednesday fixture is going to be those two games. So Aston Villa um, hosting Sheffield and City are going to be uh, getting Arsenal in. Now, that, I like that you came games, at me there. I hope that I wouldn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I hope that you would know. I, I did know. Yeah, that's, so that's well adverse. That's the point. That's the oh, point. I don't know. I think I think you that's came at me hoping uh, <laughs> that I had a blue clue. No, it's a, it's a back and forth. You know, it's a, it's a game of tennis. It's, I, I hit, hit the ball at you. Hit the ball at me. All right. But anyway, yeah. So but anyway, but anyway, so that's, uh, that's hopefully the, there's a back and forth for Arsenal Man City. It's the Arteta revenge game. Yes. And don't forget, Arsenal were on a three game winning streak. Sadly, the best of the season by far. <laughs> Will the voluptuous, beautiful hair of Mikel Arteta be able to just show out the, uh, the bald fraud for what he is? Here's the thing. Hopefully. That makes me worried about Arteta's hair. He came out, he came out in the first training station in quarantine and all that. His hair was the exact same. So are you saying it's a wink? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it could be a robot. Where These could be implants. Where his hair just, you know, you can get like LASIK surgery, not LASIK, but uh, laser surgery on your head, like John yeah. Shelby, so you can look like him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could be something far worse. He could be one of those guys who cuts his own hair. And just well, does it really well. Actually, <laughs> he could just be really good at it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you know, sometimes... 
managing doesn't work out, you need something to do. Well, it's a good thing Arteta yeah, so, uh, is definitely going to work out and that he's a fantastic manager. I mean, so far he seems to be doing quite well. He yeah. is actually. He was given a pretty shit situation, to be fair, and he's done well with it. It's the fact that somehow Shaq has just played well that I think it just makes Emery look atrocious. Uh, I didn't way. actually mind Emery, though. I was like upset to see him do badly. Yeah, in a weird way, I would mm. always, I would almost say that Arteta was given quite a good situation to come into, just because expectations were so low. He couldn't do any worse. But well, in know, that like, regard, yeah, you couldn't yes. do much worse than how Emery was doing. And Arsenal are are on its face a club, you know, a big club with big resources who should be able to bounce back from something as bad as like the way the club was looking in the first half of the season there. Yeah. There's me, there's me thinking like halfway through or like during the season, even though it ended bad, it was all give Emery a second year and it was all just a collapse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yet I'm still excited for Matt Patricia to go into his third year. <laughs> <laughs> Will not happen. <laughs> well, he won't it be is, going into his third year. Yeah, it is mad. He's getting a play. third year. I don't think it's he mad. Probably did, well, no, for, he probably didn't think he was going to get one himself. Oh, I think no, no. I think once you, you saw like the Lions playing decent and then Stafford obviously goes out injured, then you're, yeah. you're going to go, all right, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because they were looking oh. a lot better than they were the year before. That's actually fair. I actually agree so, with you. You've changed my mind there. But, but then he's also but a defensive he, he head is, coach he and he had the 30th mm. best defense in the league. So, I think I at this know. point, though, it needs it, it's, it's probably going to be a situation, I think, at least this year for Matt Patricia of, you know, like... Either show us the goods or be on your way, Johnny boy. Uh, ship up or ship out kind of job. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, that's, that's not going to happen with Arteta because obviously he's guiding us back to the top four. Yeah. It's funny it annoying that Arsenal to, now needed to take guided to the top four again. It, it, it is funny me. how it's like turned. It is like it, we were derided for going, oh, top four is not a trophy. But then the then this, this bloody standard of the league has just jumped. And now yeah, top four is definitely true. a trophy for everyone. Well, that's the same as Jose Mourinho said he didn't care about the Europa League because it doesn't matter. It's not the Champions League. Then he was in the final and all of a sudden he was buzzing. <laughs> He's like, a trophy's a trophy. I'm glad manager. to get silverware. That's every manager. I know it's every they manager. All, it's just the same. They all slag off Europa League and then they're in Europa League and all of a sudden, you know, it's it's an important competition with, with lots of tradition and history and it matters <laughs> because it's European. It's bringing us all together. And then, you know, two years later, they're in Champions League again. They're like, Europa, what? No, fuck that. Yeah, it's every one of them. Everyone, definitely, definitely. Except for enough. Emery, because Europa League is the only one he's ever been. Yeah, he yeah. is. He, he is just a masterclass <laughs> when it comes to that. He actually drank the first season of this history. Oh, he just the likes Europa to think League. that Champions League doesn't exist. Uh, it's like, oh, I can win. I can win three, uh, three Europa Leagues in a row. But you know, I'm not going to beat Leicester in the round of sixteen. The Champions League, lad. No, <laughs> yeah, that's a bad yeah, step down. He puts them down on his CV as uh, European titles. Doesn't specify. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe well, maybe, maybe it the... is an achievement. Actually, obviously it is an achievement to win three in a row, but it's also an achievement yeah. to not improve at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. stay the same. He stayed exactly as good as he was for three in a row. It's just consistency. I hear like yeah. Stokes going or Burnley's going to hire him to go like 10th every year. <laughs> I mean Middlesbrough are going to need someone eventually Burnley have turned into the new Stoke for me I despise Burnley anyway right. I I don't like Burnley but I do love oh what's that one guy's name that one asshole Ashley Barnes yes 
Well done, Connor. I don't like Burnley, no don't like Burnley but I like Ashley Barnes. I definitely don't. Is he the Austrian who's not Austrian but wants to be Austrian to play? don't think he's Austrian, but he's definitely... What he is, is he's a massive wind-up. Yeah, he's a... He and watching a him piss players off for 90 minutes is amazing, especially knowing the team that he plays for. And because he just... He makes that part of it. The fact that he's a Burnley striker... And he's pissing you off all game. Just oh, he, makes it so he is, much he is Austrian. Or no, he's not Austrian, but like he has citizenship. And it got rejected. Ha! Just like he's been rejected from all the big clubs. <laughs> all right. Get shrugged, Ashley. Get shrugged. He's where I yeah, was so with after, uh, Troy Deeney like two years ago before Troy Deeney, I, you know, turned into a decent lad. I, that's actually what I was saying. I was like, I really like Troy Deeney now. But like, oh, hmm. after Troy Deeney missed that penalty against Arsenal, like, the day after he like said about oh they don't have the cojones it's just pure satisfaction <laughs> anyway well, that's the same uh, as anything it's interior, like a curb just your enthusiasm carrying on carrying on quickly I just want to go over quickly on the on the trend stuff oh, there will be a full because the full games are coming back on the weekend and after like on the 19th and 20th 21st but on those games we've got there's like 92 games left they're going to have 25 games on the Beeb Oh yeah, which is the first is it on, time or is it on Sky? In, in the Premier League. It's the first time in the Premier League that they're going to have like live games um, of the the Premier League playing on BBC. Lots of I swear to God, I pay for I pay for a Sky Sports <laughs> bloody subscription, and if every game's going to be on BBC and every bloody Tom, Dick, and Harry can watch them, we well, said only ten of them is going to be on. Twenty-five. <sighs> oh, 25, twenty-five. Twenty-five. So twenty-five out of the thirty-two. There's only 10 games a week and they're playing 25 games. Jesus. The next weekend, so the first weekend back, you've got Everton versus Liverpool on the beat. What do I want though? Do I want Arsenal to beat Man City or do I want the meme to continue? About Liverpool, you know, being abject failures, you can't win the league. I don't think Man City can. Oh, they mathematically can. I still think, I think Liverpool is They should have went into a playoff situation and the top, 12 teams or the top 8 by points should have went into a knockout round <laughs> the top 8 by points God, what are, did you, you're very there's specific. a specific reason why the top 8 by points <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there is I'm sure there's a great reason for it well it makes more sense by points you know, it's only fair of but course yeah. the, like Liverpool would have won that I think but then Arsenal would have had to play bloody Liverpool in the first round yeah <laughs> we would have smashed them oh that would have been the dream Imagine Arsenal, like Liverpool, they're they're like they're out of training for a couple of months. They get overconfident. They're like they're just going to call off the league, and we won it. Now they come back, and Virgil Van Dijk's massively overweight. Uh, Allison broke his hand. Trying to you think, think what Van Dijk's just been sitting at home eating pints of ice cream the whole time. If I that's was Virgil Van Dijk, that's exactly what I would be doing. That's it. He's just been sitting there and watching like reruns of Only Fools and Horses. That's his life. I can't he's, he's conformed to the quarantine scouts for life. <laughs> Only falls <laughs> on But I can't remember who said it, but someone came out and just completely, I think it was Michael Balak, came out and just completely roasted Van Dyke, saying, yeah, but he never had to play against Henri, Vera, uh, Lampard, and all them. He listed about 10 players that would have made Van Dyke look silly, and I'm like... He's playing against okay. Jamie Vardy. Lad. Yeah. Jamie Vardy's having a party, bro. I was trying to think of who, who's Jamie a Jamie Vardy is having <laughs> he is a very good... Van Dyke has to go up against Joel Linton twice a year. Van Dyke has to. That doesn't scream elite. I don't know what is. It's just the fact that Jamie Vardy's body is fueled on Red Bull and Wicked. 
Like that man is a fifteen year old from Derry. That boy that boy I does a can of dragon soup at halftime. <laughs> no, Connor, you're the only person drinks dragon soup. After a ever drunk fest. Yeah, that was an insane decision. That was the funniest that was the funniest Paddy's day though when I was just I, I went in to buy that dragon soup and I banged into every bottle and every carton in there and they still sold it to me. Yeah. It was fucking and then you set off our fire alarm. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a different story. Yeah, we'll leave that. Story. Anyway, top ten centers slash O lineman. Center or O lineman. Sorry. And my ears the sounds of the, the beautiful sounds yeah, of the page interior, turning. As I try and find the O lines. We keep it oh. real. Page turning. A- oh shit, I ripped off a page. Are you starting? Alright, uh for this top ten, I am just gonna go through my entire ten. Actually, oh, let's go through 10 through 2 and reveal the number 1. Keep some suspense. Keep some of the magic alive. How does that sound? Right, we'll keep then. some suspense and I won't tell you that Zach Martin's my number 1. Yeah, nor will I. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> right. Let's go. <laughs> my number 10, Joe Thune. Okay. The guy from the Pats. Right. My number 9. I've got nothing to say about that. Yeah, my number 9, Roger Saffold. He was someone on an O-line behind, pushing in front of Derek Henry, so he did a good job. Uh, number eight, okay. Brandon Sheriff. There's a new sheriff in town. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've no got one of these lads. Well, you should add Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. You, oh, let's you, keep going you could throw a, hang on, you could throw a dart in the bloody NFC East and you'd find a quality like offensive lineman. Yeah, Aye, that is true. To be fair, except That's the, the one thing I will say for the NFC, <laughs> we've got some shit teams and some shit players at different positions, but we have some good old lines. Oh, about the trenches. So Actually, even like the Giants' defensive line, like they got some good trench boys. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Number seven. Thor Frank Ragnarok. Oh, exactly. Uh, absolutely, he, he he's number one for most handsome interior lineman. He, he is also has a great YouTube man. fishing show. Uh, it's he not is really accurate, but he's a good player and he's young. He's a young boss. He was my Madden center for many months. There you are number six, David De Castro, Steelers. Number five. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of a rhyme for Brooks, but it's Brandon Brooks. <laughs> I'm starting to feel better like Brooks. <laughs> Number four, we're keeping the Eagles. Jason Kelsey. There you are. Number three, we got Big Q Quentin Nelson. And then finally, number two, the Oakland Raiders, Rodney Hudson, the best center, the best pass protecting center back in football for the past decade. I'm going to go next <laughs> because there's right. some similarities in my list of Connors. All oh, right. Yeah. Right. So. Probably the most ran- most different one is I have David Castro at 10. The Steelers is very good. He's just also highly penalised. 28 don't, penalties. Don't judge the quality of the players. We've got no clue what we're on about. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, number nine, I have Joe Thune. Number eight, I also have Brandon Scherf. Number seven, hey. Brandon Brooks. Number six, I have Ryan Kelly. Who's just a bit of a monster. From Alexander. the Colts. From the Colts, yeah. Number five, I have Mitch Morse coming out of Buffalo. And now, this is where we have our similarities. Number four, I have Jason Kelsey. Number three, I have Quentin Nelson. And number two, I have Rodney Hudson. Oh, Jesus. 
fucking birds of a feller over here, lad. Well, I was actually, I thought you were going to have Quentin Nelson lower just because he's only two years in the league, but uh, no, I he, had him. He's extremely dominant. I love him. He also, when he was in fifth grade, ha- was told when by his dad that he had him? to lose 23 pounds of weight before he could play football. <laughs> Wouldn't you rate him higher because he's younger? Because he's got more well, that years is, left to that play. That is why I had, him, I had him at three is because he's already dominant and he's only in his second year in the league. No, this ain't like mm. who I'd rather draft than Madden. This is like for the upcoming year. Yeah. Right, well. Yeah. There's a reason well. I had Matthew Stafford over to Sean Watson. <laughs> But if it was starting a if it was starting a franchise, it'd take someone like Deshaun Watson. Yeah, fair. Alright then. Yeah, 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 go go on. Alright, okay. Oh, okay. Well I'll give you my uh I'll give you my uh my rundown then from ten ten to two. So starting at number ten, I've got uh Justin Britt, uh formerly of the Seahawks, uh, now looking for a team who they cut because they were trying to save money. I thought, oh, just, yeah. Just for Matthew there, just for Matthew there, just just a present that Pete Carroll is cutting his top, well, probably his top-rated O-lineman because he wants to save some cash because probably he needs more, uh, he, you know, if he wants to snort coke off his running back's IR notices, he needs some funds to do that. Yeah. I will say I was deeply upset by that dropping and also... Oh. That's well crazy. Said, then you're, you've put a free agent in the top ten. That's why I would have had him up hey. there. Actually, he's, he's very hey. much. If he had a team, he'd be a top ten, no baller. A lot of a lot of guys who are free agents now would not be free agents any other year. You know, I'm talking Cam Newton. I'm talking Jason Peters. Like these these guys are quality players who can't they can't get a team because they can't get a medical. They can't visit a practice facility. They oh, can't yeah, go true. through and like do contract meetings. All of that shot to shit. And yeah. so the result is you have guys hanging around in free agency who would have been snapped up straight away in previous years. I mean, to an extent, it's it's impressive that Trent Williams was able to um, to make a move so quickly because uh, because the, the like it, that to me shows his in a way his skill and his dominance his position that even without being able to do a lot of this like team physicals and stuff like that he straight away was off to the 49ers because they know how good he is, but. Justin Britt, number 10. Uh, number nine, I've got David DeCastro, who, you know, is a very solid player uh, on a good unit, plays well. It's good. Uh, number eight, I've got Brandon Linder, uh, center for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who has been kind of, you know, trundling along a couple of years, getting a bit better, getting a bit better. Uh, he's been doing very well. And, um, you know, he's been recognized by some people. He hasn't really seen a ton of widespread recognition yet but you know pff recently uh said that he was their most underrated player on the jags doing a lot of work on a on a team that is not great but he tries his best at uh, number seven i've also got uh, frank ragnar <sighs> who uh who? i'm just gonna say pff also had him as the most underrated player on the detroit lions well you know there's a theme there's a theme centers often very underrated because it's, and that's the thing. That's part of why some of these lists are going to be a little bit, um, maybe a little bit harder to source when you're looking at interior O-linemen, you don't have stats like, you know, how many sacks do they have? How many QB pressures? How many hurries? You know, how many times have they tackled a guy? How many tackles for loss have they got? All of these 
great, interesting stats that you have available for you for defensive linemen. You don't have any of that for the O-lineman because an ideal O-lineman's play is nothing happens on the line. The mm. ball gets out, the running back goes through, there's nothing, there's no incident. That's their ideal scenario. And so stats for these guys are so much harder to source and to, to find. You really have to kind of go in deep a bit and have a look. And it also kind of is a, is a feeling of um, how impactful is a guy being at his position. It's, it's more kind of to do with, you know, how reliable is he, how stable is the offense. And, you know, we did see that Matt Stafford was getting some good stuff done last year while he was there. And that was after they'd moved Frank to center. That is also true. He is a uh, very, very good center. Like I don't like it's no question, but just a good player. Absolute, but, uh, absolute, yeah, absolute bargain. Yeah, taking eleven uh, spots above the current MVP, Lamar Jackson. That's how good <laughs> he is. Uh, just before you move on, as well, fun fact: yeah. uh, Justin Britt went to high school in Lebanon. What? Lebanon, Missouri. Oh fuck. <laughs> I've been hard there, boys. I've been absolutely hard. <laughs> I bet on it, and I've been made look a fool. Oh, jeez. All right, then. Yeah, number six. Um, number six, I've got Marshall Yonda, who, frankly... <laughs> Who's retired? Is he retired? He just retired this off-season. Is that Did good? he just retire? He's that good. Wow. He still is one of the best centers in the league retired. <laughs> Yeah, if he was playing, oh well, fuck me. Quick, oh, well. quick thing. I checked a bunch of these other guys. A bunch of these other guys. I I had to check, and I was like, hang on a second, is he retired? Oh, he's retired. I I checked for several different guys about whether they were retired. I didn't think to check for this guy because he's just it just seems to always be there. But oh well. Well, I will I will give you anyway. This guy is going to be in Canton. I should be. Yeah. Anyway. Next one. Next one, Nick. Let's move on. Let's uh, move well, on quick. No, well you can you can bump you can bump everyone else up and put um put like Rodney Hudson there. Oh, like, oh Jesus, look at the time, it's twenty eighteen. <laughs> Connor. Connor's just getting vengeance because he thinks she came after him in the Premier League thing. <laughs> what? When Connor earlier thought he was were coming after him, where the games been played on Wednesday? Connor's, yeah, you can I'm, tell I'm Connor let up. I was, I, was just, I was just expecting to like call over because I thought you'd want to talk about it because it's an Arsenal game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you could, it's a big return. You could hear the joy in Connor's voice when you said uh, a retired player. Keep, He's like, come on, keep going on. I'm anyway. trying to come up with a way to force a Beirut pun. Um, <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, uh, number five, I've got Alex Mack. Uh, in Atlanta, who has been really good for quite a long time. He's been to the Pro Bowl many times. Also, remarkably few injuries for uh, for an O-lineman. He's played a surprising number of like complete seasons, just 16 games after 16 games, and was also a big feature of, I think, why um, Atlanta's offense managed to improve quite a bit. Around the time when, you know, like when Kyle Shanahan was coming in, when they started to like, things started to go off. I know they got him in 2016. Yeah. From the Browns. It was around the same time. The yeah. Browns also got rid of Mitchell Swartz. Yeah. Yeah. Just the exodus of talent. That they had Mitchell Swartz, Joe Thomas, Hugh Jackson was Joe Batonio, and Alex Mack. What the fuck were they doing? Oh, I don't know. They're just what? <laughs> they're just, our lads, the rest of the team's shape, but there's a whole line. 
Yeah. And if these, and if these number... QBs play bad behind the zoo line, then oh Jesus, they've got no chance. <laughs> number four, I've got Zach Martin, who, you know, it's good. It's a good player. It's very good. It's quite good. I actually right gasped guy. there. Sorry. I don't know if he's picked that up. <laughs> yeah, so I've got Zach Martin at number four. Uh, impressive, impressive career stats so far. Yeah, impressive run of luck. Impressive, well, I'm not going to say run of luck, run of games. Run of <laughs> the boys just seem to run right under him. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird, you know, they just seem to fall over. They just get to him and all of a sudden it's very sitting up. But no, he's, he does well. He does well for himself. You know, he's been he's been uh, on the AP four times now, which is, which is very good. Uh, at number three, I've got uh, Brandon Brooks, who is honestly, if you if you look if you spend a little bit of time, if you want to know a bit more about Brandon Brooks, he is such an interesting person to to you know to read about to like find out about. He's he's had a lot of um. He it turns out that when he was playing for the the Texans. And when he started playing for the Eagles, he was having a lot of severe problems with uh, anxiety. And he would, to the point where he would start, like, he would start really, like, violently vomiting on game days. And he would just be, he wouldn't be able to stop vomiting. He would just be, like, throwing up instantly. And then, like, he would, like, as soon as he had anything else, he would throw it up straight away again. And to the point that he he missed a lot of games from... Um, just from that, from like being so like worried sick about not being able to perform well that he would be just like throwing up all over the place. Um, and when once he was able to sort of, you know, when he was on the Eagles, when he was properly like sort of diagnosed for that and they figured out what was going on, he's been able to really up his game and he's been performing better and better. He's been to the three um, to the Pro Bowl three years in a row. And he's currently he's not only PFFs number one ranked guard. He is PFF's number one ranked O-lineman, um, interior O-lineman in general. So centers, right guard, left guard. As far as PFF are concerned, he is the best of the lot of them. So I've got him at number three because there's two guys that I have above. Um, and part of that is to do with um, is to do with age that Brandon has been playing for, I think, eight seasons now. So he's, he's getting into his latter half of his career. But a v- definitely a quality player, and extremely good at run blocking. Fair. You you've made the best argument so far for any player. I'll say that. Well, we didn't make any arguments. I- we, we did not. We did not. I just came up with uh, there's a new sheriff in town. You told me. <laughs> I went to talk with David DeCastro, and you immediately said, "Just fucking <laughs> say <laughs> just your players." Up. <laughs> uh. Uh, but it's, it is really interesting when you find out more about like his story and like what's happened over the course of his career and how like somehow when he was when he was playing at Houston nobody knew what was going on with him and like originally he thought that he just had like a stomach ulcer and that if he got his stomach ulcer sorted out then he'd be fine he'd stop throwing up and he got his like surgery for his stomach ulcer and it just kept happening and he was like huh weird don't know what's going on there and it took him like five years of playing to like actually get diagnosed by someone as being like, "Hey, buddy, like, it's, it's stress. You have anxiety. Like, there's not, there's not, it's not rocket science here." Yeah, but but maybe it's because he was on the Texas Texans O line that no one batted an eye. Maybe he was like, "Oh Jesus, he's not playing that well." But you know, par for the course. Yeah. Right. Well, 
Was uh, that your number, number three two, or four? Or three? Uh, that was my number three. Number two, I have got uh, Quentin Nelson, who is PFF's second highest ranked uh, interior offensive lineman, uh, I think, as far as I can tell. And the reason I've got him ranked slightly higher is mainly to do with um, age and potential. So Quentin Nelson, if this he's just had his second season, you know, very like highly rated prospect, first round pick. I think he was like number seven or number six or something like that that um, that the Colts got him at. So very high. Up number there. number six. Yeah, and then he's just been he's been really really dominant both years. So he's been both years Pro Bowl, both years AP first team. You know, he did a celebration where he was doing a keg stand being held up by the players. In a touchdown that didn't count. What more can you ask for? He still, he, uh, <laughs> what, what was he saying? He says he knew there was a chance that it wasn't going to count, but he thought this, this mm. play ain't getting called again, so we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing the keg stand. Uh, that's what they say. They say he is... When, when he was getting drafted, he's going to be the most likely to get a hall, be in the Hall of Fame out of yeah. all. Like he's the safest person by far in this draft. Yeah. Outside of Frank maybe, Ragnar. Maybe. Uh, anyway. But yeah, so that's that's really, that's why I've put him in there at number uh, two. I've got an idea what your number one is, Nick. It's mainly just because of like yeah. how Quentin Nelson is is like younger and has got a lot more years of production left so in the tank. Would you like the call an audible? And uh, slide Rodney Hudson into your number ten spot. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna slide Rodney Hudson in uh, number. Actually, maybe uh, yeah yeah put Rodney Hudson in at number ten and then uh, slide everyone else up one. Although I do feel that Marshall Yonder deserves a lot of recognition because he's an amazing player. But if he's not gonna be playing anymore, too bad. Yep. Respect. And what about some so of the wait, ones so who didn't who, make it? So who have Baltimore got then? Um, who they, they drafted Caesar Ruiz there. No, that was the Saints. No, that yeah. Saints got because Caesar. they got rid of uh, oh, Larry Warford. That's who you, I don't know who the fucking Baltimore have. They'll do fine. Yeah, they have Lamar Jackson. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure Marshall Randa Yanda retired is still better than anything the Seahawks have at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Just the the shadow that he the stain that he left behind on the field is doing a better <laughs> job. What are we shouted as well for? Uh, Everyone's favorite psychopath, lineman, uh, Richie Incognito. <laughs> oh, I was, I was came, wondering. He came back Richie after a year mentioned. of like not playing, and played at a very fantastic level. <laughs> uh, and this is the same guy who, you know, I think he brought a he what was that he brought a gun into his dad's funeral home, not his dad's funeral home, a funeral home that his dad was at, and tried to like shoot his <laughs> dead body or something like that. That's a very different. Very different story. I mean, he is incredible CTE, but also incredible footwork and uh, great Jesus. balance. So fair play to him. Uh, yeah, you play the hand you're dealt with. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he's going incognito on our number hey. 10. Well uh, said. Well said. We all know who everyone's top, top one is, by the way. I think we can guess next. And we know me and Connors. <laughs> So I move it on to the next segment. We just won't say. Well, we should. Matthew. Matthew. Your name's Matthew. It is Matthew. We're going to say ours at the same time. Which we'll try. We're notoriously. One. Zachy Poo. 
<laughs> Zach Martin, Cowboys. Zach Martin, Lane, Cowboys. Future Hall See, of Famer. Same reason I actually had a cowboy at the top of my last O line list. Whenever you think of a good O line, my first thought is the Cowboys. Also, this man is a freak of nature. He's it a big man. He's only good. in his career has only been penalized seventeen times. Half man, half boy, one hundred percent cow. <laughs> Like when, when, are, when are football teams going to realise they can just put animals in there and they can do a job it's going to be like have you ever seen oh, what's that movie is it Bright or something the Will Smith one that was on Netflix oh with the is it like Dungeons and Dragons in LA Hi, but it was like orcs were playing in the right. NFL <laughs> yeah, they do a job are you saying orcs or animals yeah. No, I'm saying orcs. Well, yeah, Jesus, this is a very, very relevant, oh, Matthew, to, to that what that film was trying to represent. I apologize. <laughs> Don't relate that to what... I'm glad I spoke over you there, Connor. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is you can just trap, a, just trap the body of a grizzly bear and just let him go free. No. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun at all. And then fucking watch Vince Wolfork take him down or something. <laughs> I just like yeah. Vince Wolfer versus a gorilla. <laughs> just the gorilla snaps a ball and they just smack the shit out of each other. Oh, I came to an even draw. Yeah. Anyway, so we had Zach Martin as our number one. And Nick, I'm going to assume you had some tight ends brother. <laughs> Dan Gronkowski. Fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank God. Nick, I, I thought you were. I thought you were. My heart was in my mouth. <laughs> Where's Nick? <laughs> I'm just going to say that you boys are coming through like a sack of robots in a blender. Oh, right. But nevertheless, I'm going to go through with my... So my number one, I've got at the top of my list, I've got Jason Kelsey. That is a surprise. Who, Who is... Who is the uh, one, of, one of two Kelseys who are... Just an amazing combination of uh, of uh, size and speed and power, who have excelled at different positions and on different hair. teams, but with a very similar mentality. They're both very loud. They both like a you know they both like a bevy. They like a tin. I'm sure you could catch him bevy with down the boys? bar on St. Paddy's, getting into it. Fun guys, and yeah, just um, Jason Kelsey, huge presence on the team. Absolutely amazing um, in the run game. Um, he's very, very fast. Yeah, I was about to say. For an O-lineman. He's extremely fast and athletic for, for his size. Um, he doesn't weigh quite as much as some of the other guys. He makes up for it in his leverage and his technique with his feet and his hand placement. He's very good at getting off the ball. And when you think about it, that like centers, centers play a slightly more technical game at the line than any other position just because... They have to start from a different position from snapping the ball. And it's a small thing, but it is important. And Kelsey does a fantastic job with it. And I'll just put it this way. He was the only interior offensive lineman um, in, 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 the, in the NFL, like top 100 they did for, um, for 2019. He was the only interior offensive lineman to make the entire list. Which, to be fair... It's very disrespectful to all the other players at that position. And generally those lists are like quarterback heavy, wide receiver heavy, you know, a lot of skill positions. But the fact that he was able to crack that playing at center shows that he really is an impactful player. And he's been the anchor of that team for a while. He's been AP first team three years in a row now, doing really well. Love him. 
He is very, anyway, very, very good. Yeah. And he's he see especially the year they won the Super Bowl. He played a big role in that year. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, as you say, he's his forty time was forty at nine, not as rapid. And quite often you see him getting downfield. But for me, there was just better than him in the league. Like I would put more importance. Like I know a center is very important, but I would put more importance first of all on a left or right guard because they're. I think they're seeing far more action than a center. They like more more than likely you're going to have someone lining up opposite a left and right guard. Centers touch the ball on every snap of the game. Well, that is true, but I think only position to do so. They also only fling it behind them or play. It's more about the quarterback's hand placement than the center there. I think he'd be a great centre, Matthew. Actually, I definitely would. Be I'd be an even one. better long snapper. Because long snappers are protected. Are there any you positions cannot... where you can like make jokes like NFL or like in football when you say you, you're a left back in the changing room? Is there the equivalent you're of that? left guard in the water bottles? Left guard. You <laughs> you're not that's, even that's a quarterback. Just, you're like an eighth back. <laughs> Don't shout like that. That's I'm very. I'm very upset that's that bad. that segment ended up being about 25 minutes. Yeah, but that's because <laughs> we like and you wouldn't let me long. speak, and then Nick had too good an argument not to let speak. Like he's like Nick had actually done decent research. I have a couple of numbers written down beside everyone, and then the penalties and sacks written. <laughs> and also, I I managed to, even though I tried very hard not to, I managed to put a retired player on my list. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the first person to do that. I genuinely thought that was going to be me, but thank you, I was, Nick. I was careful. Like on my first draft of my list, I had I did have other guys who I thought like I'd been just been thinking of like, all right, so who's a great old lineman? Writing down some names is like okay. Well, obviously, you've got you know you've got okay. Well, we've got Kelsey, we've got you know we've got Alex Mack, we've got Zach Martin. Like we're going through less. So yeah, Quentin Nelson, he's really good. Okay, we're going through, and then I was like thinking of guys like, oh yeah, like Travis Frederick's really good. Oh fuck, he's retired. Like oh, he's really good. Oh fuck, he's retired. Oh, what about this guy? Oh fuck, he's retired. See, I didn't put Brett on because he was a free agent, and I thought yeah. he might have retired. It, yeah, maybe retires. <laughs> like, like maybe he doesn't get a team now because I actually say the environment we're on, and then just ends up going, well, fuck it, I've had a good career. So what's the What's the next uh, group of players? I want to do tight ends or running backs. Tight ends or probably be tight ends. Tight ends. I reckon I tight ends then linebackers. Can't wait There's to talk good, about we have to do Tony Gonzalez. I'm just gonna say. All I'm gonna say is we have to do. We have to do running backs last. We owe it to ourselves to do running backs last. We can do punters for long snappers and then long snappers. And then is we not can next. Do I don't backs. have the. I don't have the want need or oh, ability to do long I know snappers. One. I know one long snapper, and that is Don Moback of the Lions, who's been there for about twenty years. There are death. Oh, there you go. There are taxes. He can be in and your Don Moback. Like long snappers aren't allowed to be hit. Like if you had a long snapper, I think, or maybe that's it was just when they were hit. I'm nearly sure it's a penalty. Isn't that running into the kicker? No running. No, I've seen people like when they went to hurdle over a long snapper, he stood uh, up he, and got he nailed. Can't touch him. Yeah, I'm sure you may be. Yeah, Sounds you may like be able to touch position. them once they're stood upright. Yeah, it's like they have to be upright and ready. Like you can't run direct because even if you look at it when they line up to defend a, or block a kick, they're at either side of him and they run straight or run outside. And well, then there's was one that, guy. It was like, but was that Bobby Wagner jumping over? Bobby Wagner leapt over a twice. Leapt over. Fucking a getting long your snapper. middle linebacker dude instead of like your cornerback. 
<laughs> or like, oh, bring a wide receiver in who can jump, do that. Well, Bobby Wagner made it over him twice. I know, it's insane. Bobby Wagner's a freak athlete. <laughs> he is. He's, he's nearly as good as Luke Keighley. Anyway, uh... He can't be on our next. He cannot be on our linebackers. Yeah, we linebackers. Are middle linebackers really more important or less important than tight ends? Or do we just want to do tight ends? Oh no, I just want to. I think we I just want to do, do tight, tight ends, ends or linebackers next. I think. Well, we so can pack. talk about tight ends because there's like more how many bloody middle linebackers are there? Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner, and Luke Heatley, and we can't do Luke Heatley. There are other <laughs> middle linebackers. No, there's I not. Have, there has not there been are, any well, since the 2012 I, draft. Not, Connor, not as I've shown good. you today, you can in fact do Luke Keekley. Could he's you retired. do Anthony Barr? You just need to forget about him, the fact that he's retired. You just need to come over. Matthew can come over and just hit you quite hard on the back of the head and you can wake up the next day and put Luke Keekley in your top 10. Yeah, I'm more than happy to do that. It's like, well, what's funny is that the Vikings have Anthony Barr, yeah. who's a freak of nature. Yeah. Uh, who should be an outside pass rushing linebacker, but they stubbornly yeah. play him in coverage. There's other like I have other ones written down somewhere. How long do I find it? The problem is if you ever Shaquille look Shaquille Griffin. Or is it Shaquille? Yeah. Shaquille. Captain Shaquille's the, the, the Shaquille is the corner. Okay. Like uh, Is he the one he's the one with the one with Shaquille is the one with one hand. Aye. Aye. Although he uh, he has done he's done little next to none in his two years, he yeah. was brought in as like as a speed pass rusher. For the I don't know he looks like a cornerback. I just like looked up. <laughs> anyway, I looked anyway, up anyway, a list anyway. of linebackers there just to see who's currently active in the NFL. And number four on this list is Brian Urlacher. <laughs> so <Yes>. like, <laughs> it's just not it's. I'm not using that source again. Anyway, anyway, guys, we're moving on to the, the the final segment of the week. We're introducing a new segment where one of us introduces a, a controversial. It can it doesn't have to be a rolling one, but once you, if you want to bring up something that like really gets on your nerves, then we can talk about it. Okay, right, guys, uh, my unpopular opinion. I believe the Studio Ghibli films are dumb and overrated. Do you I? Do you I? I? <laughs> was my I moment. That is our segment. I did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, let's try and harmonize you and Nick. No. No, there's no way. We can barely clap at the same time. Well, there's no way. Well, we, we can give it a go. You know, lads. It's a Herculean effort. You know, lads. I really think that these studio Ghibli films are dumb and overrated. Do you I? I? <laughs> that fun. wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. <laughs> I anyway. took a very aggressive breath in just before that to make sure I left a bit of a delay. Anyway, guys, studio Ghibli films. Yeah. They're all the bloody well, same. There's no stakes your... in anything. They're for children, and not even smart children at that. Like, dumb, unintelligent ones who struggle to follow a story. Okay. That's my issues. There's only one good one, because I've been re-watching them, because they're all bloody on Netflix. And hang on, it's not just Shudu Ghibli films. It's Hayao Miyazaki ones, you know, the, the bloody guy, the bloody Academy Awards, fucking love for no reason. Because, you know, he makes them money. The bloody non-Shudu Ghibli won, films, won this includes the good ones, like, uh, bloody The Secret World of Ariadne, Up on Poppy Hill, and Whisper of the Heart. Love Whisper of the Heart. And then Whisper the only the good, good, the only good it's Miyazaki good. one is Princess Mononoke. That is the only one I'm able to rewatch. 
Okay, strong disagree. Never heard of any of them. I'm just going to get that out of the way. Fucking weird. Sorry, right, Matthew. We'll, we'll, Matthew. We'll, we'll let you back in the house when Go we're back done. Back to your attack on strong Titan. disagree. <laughs> attack on if Titan. That's great. I I reckon I reckon that the whether or not you think they're overrated is really down to um to how like how much you expect people to know about it because a lot of people will have a very kind of like they know like one or two like they've heard of like my neighbor Totoro and they've heard of <sighs> Spirited Away and that's about as far as most people get and if if your only exposure is like oh you know Spirited Away is good and then you assume that everything else is like on the same level everything else is grand then of course like some people are going to come into this thinking that oh everything everything's amazing but some of these films are really genuinely class there's a lot of work goes into them they look gorgeous the characters are nice it's great it's grand and specifically just if you want to if you want to go over stakes because some of these are primarily like stories that are developed with the idea of being like family friendly like for for like a, a, a market that is primarily going to be parents taking young kids to the movies. I would young kids, recommend, like, oh God, colors. That type of young. I would recommend, I would recommend The Wind Rises as oh, one God. that takes quite a different approach. This is a film about the, um, about the life of a man who designed the fighter uh, the fighter uh, jets or not were they jets I don't know planes I don't know to what extent they were like you can consider them jets but this is about the guy who was who was, who was working as a uh, as a fighter plane designer for Japan in World War II so it's not uh, it's not a, a cushy sensitive subject you know it's it's something that has a lot of meat on the bones well, they, 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 they surely a, tried to be mature very, and thoughtful and serious and I think they just completely swung and missed with it. Because that was it is the couple hours of my life that I will never get back. Look, all I'm gonna say is this is from a man. Anyway, speaking of Japan and the war I think Ponyo was the worst war crime that Japan committed since the nineteen forties. Confessed to the heinous crime of being excited for Avatar sequels. Yeah, what does that have to do? I, Avatar, <laughs> James Cameron one and the bald kid one. Uh, the bald uh, kid one is much better than the James Cameron one. Are you <laughs> drunk? Yeah. Have you, are you intoxicated that you think the bald kid avatar, like the live action one? Oh, I'm you not heard going it here near first, the live Nick action one. The, the live I'm talking action about the avatar last airbender. <laughs> I nearly made <laughs> me die. My heart opinions. rate has increased massively when you <laughs> I, said that. As far as I'm, Matthew, as far as I'm concerned, there is no live action avatar. Oh, that's okay. I respect you again. Hi, there, there is no live action in Lake Laogai. <laughs> No, exactly. they are, is Netflix making a new one of them or something? They are, like but the guys, guys, we're getting off the point. Studios, your films are dumb. You brought up My Neighbor Totoro, with so many people love My Neighbor Totoro. Aye, it's about because nothing. it's like a childhood favorite. It's about thing. these two kids find this big creepy bear and they start flying with an umbrella. Sounds great. It's not he's, fun. Like a, he's not a bear. He's like a wood spirit. He's a wood spirit. Why didn't they make yeah. it interesting? Like, oh, this guy—he steals kids. They all think it's some like little fantasy, but it's actually the bloody sweet guy from uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chinese Snatcher. The, the one I like in YouTube at the start of this. <laughs> I need that. I need these dark twists. Oh no, there's like an underlying plot that the mum's oh she's sick. You know, like, she could be dying like, or something. Oh no, she's in her hospital bed at the end. She's grand. 
fucking stubborn to one not everyone can have like a Stannis style character arc where they're they're burning kids a few seasons in that's, that's not gonna happen Prince for Zuko. that is uh, Prince yeah, Zuko right. just decent. let's go away from some uh, Japanese animated kids films or some Fenian ones let's see Songs of the Sea what? have you seen Songs of the Sea? I have not I don't think I have Alright, it is a Irish animated film set in Donegal, and it's about, uh, what do you call them? Fucking seals. Terrifying seals in Donegal. That's, a, that's something we can relate to. Uh, selkies. Sea lions. That's, that's a, it's about selkies, and it's about bloody... Alright. Uh, this are guy fell seals? in love with a human version of a selkie, but then like, she buggered off like horses. when the bloody kid was born. So he lost his wife, and now... This bloody his daughter's about to get lost because she's turned into a bloody selkie, and it's about him going to the pub, being depressed, and he's called Connor. So it's all great. So it's just finding Nemo and Donegal. But it's, there's like dark themes and there's depression, whereas in bloody fucking Miyazaki films, everything's bloody happy. And I, I hate it except Mononoke, and that's why I like Mononoke. Surely the everything's happy thing. I thought like some of them it's like a juxtaposition kind of thing this where everything seems happy. My and it's... Drew, because my neighbor Trudeau has zero stakes. It has less stakes than a, a vegan film. restaurant. It's aimed at like yeah. six year old kids. That's why. I know. What do you, I mean? What do you want? Yeah, what do you Connor, want you're the weird one for wanting to watch it. Here's, that's the thing. Everyone, it's like it's like universal acclaim for a film towards six year olds. You can aim a film towards six year olds that everyone can enjoy. Shrek. Avatar: Last Airbender. Is something that can be enjoyed enjoy by six-year-olds, but also everyone else in the world. There are also pretty high stakes in that show. The whole show yeah. was a high stake. In episode three, you're like, "Ah, Jesus, we committed genocide." <laughs> That's what you like. That's I want actually, something. Yeah. And you're a country that attempted to commit genocide. Fucking come up with something better than some wood spirits. There are also I mean, wood spirits in Avatar. And, just to say that. And there's some. I don't know. Ponyo was awful. This is true. You got Howl's Moving Castle was a disappointment. That's the one with it, the fire that I said was sentient. Is that the one where the fire eats the eggs? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, like tried, to, and then, I tried to rewatch Spirited it, Away. The, the one, and I, the like fire I said, in the English version is voiced by Billy Crystal. Yes, that's why I remembered it. <laughs> ma, ma, Billy Crystal Mike. just going, oh, <laughs> eating eggs. Ma, I'm a fire. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a fire. <laughs> Uh, but I, I actually I used liked to, that, and I liked Spirited Away. I just uh, Spirited Away was not what I expected. Uh, I used to, I thought, I used to think I liked Spirited Away, but then I realised it's because it was the first Studio Ghibli film I watched. And then when you watch the rest of them, and you go back and watch Studio Ghibli, or you go back and watch Spirited Away, it's the exact bloody same as all the rest, except Princess Mononoke, because that had a boy get decapitated. Okay. I just I want Generally, I want in, stakes in, I want in like, in some studio studio stuff that, or Spirit Away did there is stakes. a lot of like but like, there is a lot of like war and it's too happy stuff. fucking happy go lucky and like yay fucking my mom and dad's not a pig anymore I will say the dad from Spirit Away is an absolute chad fucking chad alert <laughs> getting on the road going oh honey calm down it's alright love I got four by four absolute king <laughs> ah, who needs rails who needs rails? They stay on. I also, for my version of this, I want to know Connor's opinion on this mainly, but I'm very, very, having seen a few of my friends do it, very tempted and kind of want to drive to Bel- no, to Belfast to get a bougie. Why would you drive to Belfast? There isn't one in Derry. Why would you want to get a bougie? You can just go get a guapo. Because I have a free bougie. 
But then the petrol the one we get there is about twenty like quid. A week after I got Connor, this petrol, lad I have wants petrol in the car already. Food. I know, but you're stuck with it. Then you're going to have to get more. Nah, it's a lockdown, mate. But that's later, Connor. That's later. That's, that that's doesn't exist. Fucking future Matthew's problem. Current Matthew's now. starving for a fucking booze. You just ask your dad. Your man or dad, he spot you at 20. You'd be sweet. I wouldn't do that, but I could. I definitely would. <laughs> I definitely would. I'll just would. bring my ma with me and say I'm going up to visit my sister so she'll chop in fuel and then I'll even, get a booze. Even with the lockdown, Matthew? Oh, no. Two people who live in the same house are allowed to... Go all the way to Belfast. Well, I what if I'm what if Sounds my a bit dodgy, the police don't know my sister's perfectly healthy? She could be unwell, need help. Could be, could be. I mean, my granny's out in uh, Letterkenny at the moment. She needs her, she needs her medicine. I swear, if anyone listens, I, I realised like at the bit where I was talking about songs, I see it was just incoherent rambling <laughs> because I had completely forgotten the plot of songs of the sea. <laughs> You'd forgotten I had just the plot, brought it up because I was the looking at a list of Academy Award nominees. As long as the season good shit, good shit. There's a lot of Irish films where they name the boy Connor, and I approve of that because you know it's a very good name. There's a film, an Irish film called Tiern and Oog, I think, about a horse and heaven, and it's amazing. Tiern and Oog, but a horse yeah. in heaven. It's like sea biscuit. You're pitching it, Matthew. That's a very, very, it's like very brief synopsis of that movie. Black Beauty is an amazing one, film. What's the one? I saw just an image. It was like one of those where it's like my plans and then 2020. And it was some girl on a horse, <laughs> but then the 2020 was the horse in like a tar pit. And she's trying to pull it out. Is that the never ending story? I don't know. I think it is. The, the horse fucking falls into a tar pit. It's actually quite sorry. <laughs> Stupid animal. Oh, and the. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I, think, I think there is one of those, the never ending story. And it was well, they have that again then in um, you know, they did that film War Horse where oh, they yeah. have it over again I mean everyone loves a good a good horse sinking into its death in mud <laughs> the, the old classic trope of Just the horse death wa- yeah. a waste of some glue do you know what it is though it's, it's actually it's actually that is the that is the um, that is the PGified version of what actually used to happen in World War One is oh. is that would happen to not just horses that would happen to full lads yeah. would sink into mud and you couldn't get them out and they would just be they would just be slowly drowning for hours in this mud in this um in like places in like Belgium and France where like it was just rain 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 shells shells more rain more shells and after a while it's just everything is just a soup and it goes down for like you know oh 6 10 12 meters and then they so broke a whole lot of dikes in Belgium and seawater started coming in and lads are just sinking. Soup. Ah, uh, well, you yeah. know, war is hell. War is hell and all that. War is heck, bro. War is, That's what I always say. War is totally not cool. War heck is war. flipping heck, bro. On an awesome scale, it. it's like a two. Oh my gosh, war is heck. <laughs> it's like not at all gnarly. Oh guys, we I need to do like a 12 hour live stream of, of just us and our, our incoherent <laughs> rambling where there's no direction and no one's known. I feel like we're going to end the fucking Judo Judo Ghibli. Judo I can't even say words. See, I am having no a direction. Stroke. Nothing's happening. No one's watching. As we speak. I think we should actually do that sometime where we just, the world of no sports podcast should actually have a podcast with no sports and we just record our opening, like the chats we have before and after the fucking recording. Should we, I? 
Oh, get her up the get up them stairs. There we are. All right, that's me going to sign off because I need to go to bed because I've been awake for about twenty hours there, sir. Because he's a tired boy and he needs to go to his bed. I might be do. Tired I've had boy. a dram of whiskey as well. I need to go brush my teeth. I've also shaved my head for the first time in four months. Oh, we should have got a picture oh. of that. I'm looking like LeBron and James there. <laughs> Whenever he got the bald head that one time when he was doing that one video of him going around pumping his fist. I don't know. <laughs> Incoherent it's... rambles of a madman long gone. Forced to watch Studio Ghibli films. I've watched so much anime over the past two weeks. I'm re-watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Great show. It is a great show. I need but to I've go and it is aptly named. My mind is melted. Right, well, we say keep her cash I mean, stop recording or we'll keep list. going. Rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work on my Advil voice. I don't, I don't yeah. know how to do it. Pulling her out. No, you're getting too much more like, what do you call him? <laughs> what do you call the cunt that was Macho in? man. He was in Gar- no, Gary Busey. Is it Gary Busey? Gary Busey. He's in Gary Busey. That's Gary uh, Busey's husband. What the guy from the guy from um, Forrest Gump? It was in you know the the oh. la- the first Hulk movie that came out. Eric Banner. Oh, the terrible one. No, not Eric Banner. The, the guy who played Eric Banner's da. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know you're on about sort of. Exactly, you know exactly who you're talking about. I can't not remember. Jeffrey Rush, is he? No, it's no, it's not him. Tommy Lee Jones? Is it no, Tom Brady? No, it's not Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not stopping until I get this. <laughs> until what? You Google something? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Advil. I'm Paul Narsat. It wasn't Jennifer Conley, IMDb. Come Jennifer. on, get your head out of your ass. Was it Larry Fitzgerald? It was Nick fucking Nolte. It was Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Oh. I think you Nick Nolte, That's isn't it? Nick Nolte actually didn't play a character in that Hulk movie. He just wandered on the set and they recorded oh, it. Oh, was he the guy from uh, that UFC film? Yes, he was. Where uh, once again, he did probably not play fighter. a character. They just gave him a bottle of Jameson. Actually? Warrior. Is it Warrior? Uh, he, yeah, he just he was... showed up on set one day with a bottle of Jameson. It was actually just meant to be a two-person film. <laughs> And he just, you know, he chances his arm. Anyway, all right, I'm going to wrap this day close. Nick, what do you think of the podcast? That's grand. Do you? That's uh, always grand. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? Good, 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 pod, I, good podcast. I enjoyed it. It's actually, I don't know. it's currently our shortest by far, but we are doing our best this one could have been 25 minutes <laughs> we just <laughs> we just I, I apologize folks I mean it, these podcasts might be better if I went back and edited them edited them yeah <laughs> we got two cho- we got two chances of that yeah yeah right we'll we stop because yeah, now it's just yeah we should bit. definitely stop we should stop this this should be a form of yeah. abuse to be honest <laughs> right probably is fuck I'm, I'm playing this to my kid one day yeah. <laughs> 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 tell him they wise up who need who need to do that toodles right bye <laughs> <laughs>